We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's June 4th, it's 2021, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Great. Pretty darn good. Played a decent amount of Mize today. Played a whole lot of Royals. It's looking good. We still got a few games to go, but it should be a positive day. Do you know how it, it drives people crazy that I call him Miz? And like I, I do it on purpose now because I know it's Mize. I know because uh, I said it during Grinders Live today. Like, I'm like this, Mize, Miz, but it's Mize, but I, I just I do it because it drives people crazy. And like I get three tweets every slate he's on. And I mean it's just it's just fun to me at this point. So well, you have um, me thrown off. Like I have so many <laughs> different players that I'm like, which one is it? Oh gosh. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> before we get into the slate, if you guys haven't checked out Super Draft, today is a good opportunity to check them out because we have a NBA free roll going on over there. Make sure you guys are checking that out. It's a champion mode single game Clippers Mavericks five entry max thousand dollar free roll. Um, there'll be stuff all over the Rotor Grinder site for it. It'd be really easy to kind of find. Uh, so make sure you guys are checking that out. If you haven't signed up over there, use promo code Grinders. Uh, take advantage of the bonuses that they got going on over there. We will have a quick Super Draft play of the day after we get done with all 15 games here. So, yes, let's jump right in. Um, always fun to have 15 game slates, but uh, baseball is a little bit better because it's night before and not a lot changes throughout the day besides weather. 
Uh, Miami at Pittsburgh is where we get started. We got Cody Potit against Keller. This game has a seven and a half total. It's a pick 'em game. Um, any interest here in Cody Potit? I mean, there are worse things. So, first of all, I'm going to have a very, very deep pitching pool on this slate. I think there's not really a ton of guys that I'm really too set on. So, I'm probably going to have a decent amount of guys, but. He, he draws a decent matchup going up against Pittsburgh. He's 6.6K. He has a 3.8 implied total against him. So I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just an all right spot. Um, I'll probably end up with a share or two of him. I don't really have strong feelings either way. He could. He gives up a decent amount of fly balls, but this isn't really a great hitting team with a bunch of power. So he's in a decent spot. I don't. I don't have a problem with playing him. I mean, he's young. We don't we don't really know what to expect too much now, um, yet. Like it, it seems like his command's decent, has a good changeup, decent swinging strike rate in AAA in 2019. Um, it wasn't as good, but I mean, it's Pittsburgh. It's like he's facing a AAA team here. So um, at 6600 on a on a 15 game slate, there's there's bats everywhere on the slate. So. I mean, he's definitely one of the cheap pitchers that we're looking at here. On the other side, um, any interest here in Keller? Mm-hmm. Again, facing the Marlins, he's got a decent K rate. He's super cheap at 5.6K. This is a Coors slate, so we're going to probably want to use some Coors bats. He hasn't been great so far this year, but the strikeouts are there, and he just gets a little bit wild and gives up some hard contact and some fly balls. So because of his price tag, because of the implied team total for Miami, I have I have no qualms playing him, and I'm he's actually one of my favorite cheaper options on the slate. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't hate him. The strikeout rate's fine. It's not like they have a lot of lefties to really punish Keller. His strikeout rate is much higher against righties than it is against lefties. So, I mean, yeah, Keller's in play. Um, Marlins bats. Anything standing out to you here for the Marlins? Ah, uh, no, probably Jazz. And that's it. Like. It's not a great ballpark. It's not a great matchup. As you said, Keller's a whole lot better versus righties than versus lefties. Only strikes out lefties at its 18% clip. So going up against Jazz, huge strikeout guy with a ton of raw power. This is the spot that sets up pretty well for him. I know he's 4.8K, but he's not the worst one-off on the slate. Yeah, I think you could throw Dickerson in there as well. Um, You know, we know Dickerson's a guy that when he makes contact, it's usually pretty good contact, and he's – you know, one of the only other lefty bats in this lineup that I think you can, I wouldn't even say trust, but play. Um, so he's another guy that I don't hate, but yeah, Chisholm is much better, I think, as a one-off. But Dickerson, if you end up in that range, you don't play him. I don't hate it. Um, any interest in the Pittsburgh bats here? No. I mean, yeah, just overall, like who who do you who would you really play here? Um, I mean, Frazier maybe hitting leadoff at a weak second base position under four K. Uh, like he would probably be the only guy that I have interest in in this spot. And he's, he's been hitting the ball really well too. So uh, I think if you want to go Frazier one off, but I, I don't see myself stacking Miami or Pittsburgh on this slate. Yeah. Uh, moving on. We got Washington at Philly. This game's currently six and a half total. Philly's a slight favorite. Uh, Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler, um, you know, two of the better pitching options on the slate. Start here with uh, Scherzer. What are your thoughts on him? I mean, he's Max Scherzer. Um, it's not a bad match going up against Philly. He has 50-point ceiling any given time. He should 
get no less than 20. He's been on a five game streak where he hasn't gotten less than 20. He's averaged almost 30 that entire time. So he's just, he's Max Scherzer. He's stretched out and he should be able to do some damage against Philly. So he's probably, probably the top spend up on the entire slate. Um, actually two of the top spend ups on the entire slate, maybe the two top spend ups on this entire slate are both in this game. And I think I have a slight lean towards Scherzer. It's just, I don't know how much money I'm going to need. Um, which is why I have a lot of interest in Keller. Yeah, I mean, both of these pitchers are really strong. Scherzer, obviously one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball for, I feel like, a decade now. Um, It's more probably like four or five years. But yeah, Scherzer, um, obviously he just gives you, I mean, for the most part, a 20-point floor with a 40-point ceiling. Um, So yeah, Scherzer very much in play here. Zach Wheeler on the other side. I mean, this guy has been phenomenal recently. The strikeouts have been in bunches. He's definitely healthy. This is the guy that we saw with the Mets when he was, you know, coming up. Um, I mean, he's been pitching fantastic. Schwarber's kind of banged up right now. Uh, I mean, like Juan Soto and Trey Turner are kind of the guys you're worried about. Uh, I think this is a great spot um, for Zach Wheeler. Yep, yep. No, right there with you. Like I said, Scherzer and him are my two favorite spend-ups on the entire slate. 700 difference, so I don't really have a huge, huge lean either way, but Wheeler has had 10-plus strikeouts in his last three outings. He's had over 30 points in three straight, and while one was against Miami, the other two were against Boston and Tampa Bay, so he's definitely a guy with massive upside. I really like him. I don't know whether I'd rather use Scherzer or Wheeler, but they are pretty much my two favorite spend-ups by wide margin um bats i mean this game has a six and a half total it's two of the best pitchers on the slate i don't even see myself using one-offs in this game yeah i mean i got i got absolutely nothing like i don't want they're not discounted like if juan soto was 4k because he was facing wheeler or hoskins was 4k because he was facing scherzer like sure but i mean they're not even like they're not discounted for the matchup turner's expensive soda's expensive ramuto's expensive like I mean, I'm just not playing these guys in the spot. Right there with you. Moving right along, we got Cleveland at Baltimore. I don't see a total for this game, which is kind of weird. Um, uh, they have the opener and then potential. Yeah, the so openers. Kind of that's what it is. Eli Morgan is going to be the long guy. Keegan Aiken on the other side for Baltimore. Um, any interest here in what it seems like Eli Morgan pitching in the long relief spot. Uh, just now, like it's a big enough slate. There are a lot of cheap options on the slate. So I have no interest in him at all. Yeah. I mean, his strikeout numbers have kind of been all over the place. Um, we really don't have a large sample size on him above like double a. So I, I mean, it's tough because like he just, he got, crushed by toronto um the other day and i mean baltimore's not a lineup like toronto but i I still i still find myself like iffy on playing him here uh keegan aiken not a big strikeout guy um any interest in him i mean honestly i don't hate him he's not a huge strikeout guy and he's still at 21.9 percent k's this season i know it's a smaller sample size and he's finally getting stretched out. Got 92 pitches in the last game. He's 4.6K. Like, I'm, I want to pay for Scherzer. I want to pay for Wheeler. I want to get Coors in the Pats. So 
I'm probably going to end up with him, a lot of lines with him and Keller. Like those are the two cheap guys that you really want. And they just make things work. Like Aiken hasn't been that bad. He's sitting at 4.17 XFIP this year. I know it's just 15 innings. And we go back to 2020 and he was actually decent. So I have, I've like, I'm probably going to have a ton of ownership in him. I would assume on the slate still early. I still haven't built lineups, but he stands out as a great point per dollar play because of his price tag. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not playing Keegan Aiken, man. I can't do it. Grant. Like that's entirely understandable. I just like know how I'm going to try and build for this slate. I know what I want. So it just makes it super interesting to be able to play Scherzer and Aiken and then pay up for a lot of bats. I mean, my, my big question for you is wouldn't you, if you're, if you're going to do that, wouldn't you just rather take a shot on like shoemaker who, you know, I mean, like Aiken just doesn't strike anybody out. Isn't he saying he's not, he hasn't been not looking at the wrong guy. Keegan Aiken is not a big strikeout guy. I mean, it's not a bad strike. Shoemaker's not a big strikeout guy. Yeah, but at least he's facing a really bad lineup. Like, Cleveland's not. I mean, so here's the big thing, like, right now. I I fully understand it, but Shoemaker's an extra 500. I'll just get up to Keller if I want to do that. Um, Aiken is stretched out a bit. He went 96 pitches. Shoemaker occasionally has a little bit of a shorter leash. Um, He's a big ground ball guy. And, yeah, he's going up against Kansas City, but Kansas City has been a pretty decent hitters ballpark maybe shoemaker has had some tough variants so far this year but i i mean i view both of them as pretty much the same um strikeout upside give a slight edge to aiken but he's 4.6 k like he's been solid this year he was solid last year like i don't have any problems with taking a shot on him and yes he's going up against cleveland yes it's a little bit of a tough lineup but Naylor, rosario bauer zimmerman they're going to have a lot of lefties in that lineup most likely because they're still a little bit hampered so i don't know i i could be way off and i fully understand not going with him but my thought process is if he's stretched out enough he can end up giving me five innings of one run ball with five six strikeouts all right. I mean, like, listen, all right. He's 4,600 and it's a small slate. I get it. Or a big slate. Um, and you, if you want to try to fit in bats with a top end pitcher, um, I completely under, I understand what you're saying. Um, I don't want to like get sidetracked, but I, I mean, yeah, you know, 94 pitches against the White Sox last time out. Um, if the Cleveland does roll at that left-handed heavy lineup, sure. Um, I would have way more interest if that happened. So, uh, let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Cleveland bats? Uh, I mean, again, Aiken's not a great pitcher. He's not terrible. He's just about league average, but it's a solid overall ballpark playing over in Baltimore. Ramirez is always in play, but I'd have to see the rest of the lineup. Like, I don't want to pay 5.2K for Hernandez. Um, and most of the bats I'd want to play are going to be lefties. And going lefty-lefty here is just not great. Uh, overall, I think I'm probably going to fade him for the most part. Yeah, I mean, Jose Ramirez didn't play against anybody, really. Um, on the Baltimore side, man, it's hard not to like Baltimore here. I mean, it's a 15-game slate, and you, re- you you need a lot of upside, and it's always scary playing Baltimore. But, I mean, 
up and down this lineup, I mean, this is a great matchup, and these prices are fantastic. Yeah, I think we have a line for it now. Um, do we not have a line before? Uh, I didn't see one. It's 8.5 right now, so 4.4 implied team total for the Indians, 4.2 for Baltimore. So, yeah, I mean, I have to wait. And it looks like it's going to be Eli Morgan and Nia. Um, so I have no problem playing these Baltimore bats. I mean, they're cheap. DJ Stewart's sitting there at 2.6K. Like Santander's 3.1K batting third. Mullins and Mancini are a little bit priced up. But Montcastle's sitting there at 3.3K. Wilkerson's a stone minimum at 2K and getting the second base spot there. Severino, if he makes the lineup, is 2.3K. So they're real cheap. I can almost guarantee that I'm going to have a few Scherzer, um, Scherzer-Wheeler lineups with a full-on Baltimore stack. They have one that higher implied totals on the slate right now. It's not full of a ton of ones over five. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I like Baltimore. I like them. I do. I like them. Boston at New York. It's the rivalry that you know we all love and hate. Um, this is the one gather one game that we're a little concerned about weather. Um, so this is a game we'll be paying attention to Kevin Roth, but luckily crunch time is free on Fridays because of playbigbrain.com. So you guys can check that out um and, and follow what Roth has to say with this one. We got Nathan Eovaldi going up against Michael King. Um this game is currently at a 10 total and to pick him. Do you have any interest here in Eovaldi? Well, but he's been solid overall this season. He's got a decent K rate, saying around a 3.8 x fifth, if I remember correctly. I know the Yankees are a stacked lineup, but they've been off and on, and they've definitely had some rough outings. So, Ivaldi is one of the better mid tier options on this slate where we see a lot of them. They're just clearly overpriced or they're in really bad spots. So, Ivaldi kind of makes the mid tier work, and he's, we know that he has some upside. It is a tough spot, but he can go over 100 pitches. Like, overall, he's kind of the best mid-tier option considering, like, we don't want to probably play Grinky against Toronto. Coors, Coors, Snell's been trashed. Turnbull going up against the White Sox. Arietta, like, the mid-tier is just kind of horrible, which is why I'm paying down and paying up a whole lot. And Evaldi, I know, is going to make it into a lot of my builds just if the weather holds up, just because there's not a ton of guys outside of Otani in that price range that i have any interest in using i mean yeah he's a it's a boom bust spot um that's for sure no, no doubt about it um michael king on the other side of this game i mean we don't really expect him to pitch too deep into the game right like he threw no, 69 60, pitches yeah. yeah like earlier this season i would max him out at 70 on a 15 game slate. I just don't see myself using a guy that's maxed out at like 70 pitches. Yeah, I can gar- pretty much guarantee that one to two to three guys below him are probably going to outscore him. And you're just not getting more than like 12 at at the very best 15 out of him. He's just not going to go long enough. It's matching versus the Red Sox. Yeah, they got some K's in it, but overall decent bats. So no interest in King at all. As far as the Red Sox bats go, I mean, I hate stacking against the Yankees because the bullpen's so good. Um, I mean, if you're playing the Red Sox, you're probably stacking them and just hoping that they score a lot of runs at the beginning of this game and you get the bad part of the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope, but it's full-on stack or fade, and the only reason I would stack is because of the 
just the high upside bats there and there. And you're right. Yeah. If they get the bad end of the bullpen, but this is going to be a bullpen game. It would pretty much be that King got blown up early and that's why they're sending in some of the bad arms. So I'm, I'm mostly going to stay away, but I fully understand a stack even on this slate, especially if they're going to come in at lower ownership. Uh, Yankees. I mean, this is another spot. I think you're stacking or staying away from, uh, they're so expensive that, I mean, they're not like overly expensive. Stanton's 46, Judge is 57. The rest of the stack is somewhat cheap. I mean, I just, if I'm playing the Yankees here, I'm stacking them. Yep, pretty much. Like, and it's mostly going to be a leverage stack if Evaldi ends up being a chalkier guy. Cause like I said, that mid range is trash. So wait and see where ownership kind of lies. But Evaldi's a guy that can put up a bad outing every once in a while. And these Yankees obviously have a ton of power. But yeah, not 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 a huge amount of interest in them. Moving on, we got Houston at Toronto, which is in Buffalo. Uh, Zach Granke against Ryu. Um, this game is currently sitting at an eight and a half total. Toronto is a slight favorite at one twenty four. Any interest here in Zach Granke? Not really. Toronto's Toronto's just a solid overall hitting team. Granke, I know that he'll randomly put up some good outings. I don't think this is the spot, so I'm probably off of him. Yeah, I just don't see myself using Granky. Um, he's very good against lefties and kind of struggles against righties. He's been a little bit like, you know, one of these guys has been a little reverse splits here recently, and even dating back to last year. And if you think of the Toronto lineup, it's just it's right-handed stacked. Um, so, I mean, this is a spot I'm more likely to stack Toronto than play Granky. Uh, any interest here in Ryu? Not against Houston. Not at 10.2K. Not with Wheeler and Scherzer. Just a little bit above. I mean, they, this projected lineup has three guys over 20% strikeout rate since the start of last season against left-handed pitching. They're going to put the ball in play against Ryu. I mean, if he was a little bit cheaper, I think we would be talking about him way more. I think the price tag is just the – it's sticker shock, I guess, would be the best way to say it. Um, any interest in the Houston Bats? Um Rio is solid. Like you can stack it, but I there he doesn't get blown up too often, so I'm I'm out on him. And Josh Johnson hit another dunk. Hooray. He did. Um I mean, I kind of like the Toronto stack the more I think about it, Grant. Uh call me crazy, but like Vladis, you know, on fire, Grichik, Hernandez, Bachette, like these guys hit right-handed pitching almost better than they hit left-handed pitching and Granky's been a little reverse splits. Nobody's going to play Toronto against Granky today. Um, I think Toronto is actually an interesting stack. I had not actually thought about them too much because of their price tag, but with the cheap pitching, I really don't mind that much. Uh, I'm kind of, kind of liking what you're saying here because they have been j- just been so good. They are going to go virtually unowned against Grinky. Yeah. I mean, Vlad Bichette, Simeon's just been on a tear. Teoscar, Grichik, I don't, I don't mind any of them. Like, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I don't like. I said, I don't think it's crazy um, because outside of like Vlad, I mean, you could play Marcus Simeon if you want to, but like you don't have to play him in your stack. And you could kind of, you know, Gariel is someone that you could use here for Toronto. You know, whether you want to go Jansen and just kind of put in your catcher spot um, or just kind of see who's in the lineup. But, yeah, I kind of – Toronto might be a little sneaky here on a 15-game slate. 
uh, my how you know might be a team that helps you take down a big tournament or gives you a big fat turd Ferguson. Uh, Dodgers and Braves. We have Julio Julio Urias and Ian Anderson facing off in this one. This game's at a nine total, um, and the Dodgers are a one twenty nine favorite. Uh, any interest here in Julio Urias? Not, not against the Braves. Not at eleven k. I have no interest in him. Yeah, I mean, eleven k against Atlanta. That's a little tough. Um, I mean, sure, you could beat Atlanta. Riley Swanson, Contreras, they strike out a ton, but there's a lot of power in this lineup. They walk a lot. Um, I just 11K for Urias. And even the other side of this game, Ian Anderson, 10.9K. Man, I like Ian Anderson more than a lot of people, but I can't pay this price for him against the, the Dodgers, especially with them getting healthier. Yep. Yeah, that lineup is actually good now. And paying that salary for a guy that has put up over 25 once, like, no, it's just a no. But I will say this, Grant. I'm not running to play bats in this game. No, I mean, I'm surprised that it has an eight and a half total, but still, like, it, it's they're just two good lineups. I would. I, I would be more apt to stack up the Dodgers. I see them being virtually unowned. Like you can get those top five bats at probably low to mid single digit ownership. Um, and Anderson can get a little wild. It can have some trouble. Trouble. A lot of these bats on the top of the lineup don't strike out at a huge clip. They have some power. And Anderson doesn't give up a ton of bombs. So these would be the guys that end up doing it. So. I have no problem with the Dodgers stack. I'd probably shy away from a brave stack. I mean, you could stack either one of these teams any day of the week because they are both so good. I just, I don't see myself really doing it here. Uh, Josh Fleming going up against West Benjamin. We got Tampa going into Texas. This game's at an eight total. Tampa's a one thirty favorite. Um, any interest here in Fleming? I mean, I always like playing people against Texas, but not really the longest leash for Fleming. He is 6K. Like, I guess there's worse thing to do. He's been solid overall this year. And he can definitely end up with a few strikeouts going up against this lineup. I don't hate it. I just, I prefer Keller and I prefer Aiken. See, this is my favorite cheap pitcher on the slate. Um He's elite against lefties, like, from what we've seen. I will say that. From what we've seen, this dude has a negative 19% hard-to-soft contact ratio against lefties. Doesn't allow any power to lefties whatsoever. Um, and he does it with, like, sinkers. And you just look at this lineup, and there's a lot of lefties. that They, they just play against lefties or righties. So, yeah, the pitch count is concerning. But he had a decent game going against Houston earlier this season, and they let him go over 90 pitches. So, I think if he's pitching well and he doesn't run into trouble, I think six innings is feasible. Um, if he runs into trouble, I mean, Tampa is one of the quickest teams to yank a pitcher and bring in the bullpen. So there's risk in that. But 6K, I think he's going to be chalky. Um, so that would be like my one thing that I don't want to see um, here for Fleming. But, yeah, I like the spot a lot for him. And then on the other side – Wes Benjamin, I mean, he's just not a guy that pitches deep into games. This is really going to be like a Texas bullpen game. 
Yeah, yeah, and I don't really have a ton of interest in him. Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest either. I know he was like he was down in uh, AAA, but I mean, even you know, he just there's no way he's starting this game, right? Didn't he pitch today? Yeah, I think I have Kyle Gibson. All right, so um, I'm trying to check because I got yeah the Yang Yang is who I have for Texas here, according to a couple Vegas books. So. Um, full on bullpen game because Yang is a guy that only usually throws about 70 pitches. And I don't have any interest in him either. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, I don't know. I'm probably not playing. Like, if it's Gibson, then like, I don't, he might be a little bit limited. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I might have a little bit of interest in Gibson if he's pitching. Um, if it's Yang, no. Let's talk bats here. Tampa, I mean, if this is going to be a bullpen game for Texas, I think they're interesting. My biggest concern with Tampa here, Grant, did you look at the pricing on these guys? It's it's Dang. crazy. Um, like, they're interesting, but these prices are just – they're almost priced out of being able to stack them on this slate. I mean, they kind of are when you want to pay up for Scherzer and you want to pay up for – Wheeler, like one of those with so many high price pitchers, I don't think you can play him. Um, I mean, Texas, I don't really have an interest in Texas. I mean, Garcia at 4,600, I think, is in play, but overall, I probably don't end up playing Texas here. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Moving on, we got Arizona at Milwaukee. We got um, Matt Peacock going up against Freddie Peralta. This game is currently sitting at an eight total. Milwaukee's a minus one ninety five favorite in this one. Um, any interest here in Matt Peacock? Is he even in the player pool from DraftKings? Yeah, he's oh, sixty four hundred. He All right, yeah, it wasn't showing up there on the projected starters. Um, sixty four hundred. I mean, not really. Like the Brewers are starting to get a little bit better. Uh, he's sixty four hundred. Like I, I could see some people playing him. But it's it's just – I don't know if he's going to go much over 80 pitches. He just grades out as an average overall pitcher. He doesn't have great K stuff, so I don't think I'm going to be playing him. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can play any pitcher against Milwaukee if you want to. Um, you couldn't play him today. No, I, I like – listen, they're, they're getting better, and um, my boy – Yelich listened to me on the podcast yesterday say, is this guy just an average hitter? And um, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to show that Stevie guy and yanked one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it for large field tournaments. I think if you're playing 150 teams, he's a guy that ends up in your player pool. Freddie Peralta. I mean, if you're not playing um, the, if you're not playing Scherzer and Wheeler, Freddie Peralta is right up there um, with being one of the top arms on the slate. Yeah, no, I'm going to wait and see on ownership because anytime Peralta is low-owned, I absolutely take a shot. There's a guy that just strikes out everyone. He can get 30-plus points in any given outing. Like, just massive case stuff. A matchup versus Diamondbacks isn't bad, and realistically, I don't really care the matchup 90% of the time with Freddy Peralta. So he's definitely in play for tournaments. If he's going to be as heavily owned as Scherzer or Wheeler, I'll stay away from him. But at low ownership, which I'm kind of expecting him to be, 
I definitely will have a few shares of him. Yeah, I, I you know, if he's going to be alone and the other two guys are going to be chalky, I think he has just the same type of ceiling as these guys. He's a big strikeout guy, big arm, um, good matchup against Arizona. Uh, I think that Peralta is definitely in play. I have zero interest in the Arizona bats. Anything that you like here for Arizona? Nope. And then as far as Milwaukee goes, I mean, Yelich, if you want to play Yelich, um, Colton Wong got hurt on Thursday. I think they said it was like an oblique injury. So it'd be really interesting to see who bats lead off here um, because they've, they've played around with using like Navarez at the top of the order. So you could potentially get a cheap catcher at the, you know, towards the top of the order. Yeah. I mean, you can also stack this up pretty easily. Peacock is just a mediocre at best pitcher, like below average K rate guy. Doesn't hasn't walked a ton of people this year, but he may be due for some regression there. Like it's not a huge sample size of 28 innings, um, but the he doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Ball's going to be put in play. Vogelbox cheap. Garcia is not that bad. Navarez, yeah, he could get a catcher batting leadoff. Shaw's been terrible, but he's still cheap. Adamas has some pop, so I really, yeah, I really don't mind it too much. It's definitely one of the easier cheap stacks to work in there. Moving right along, we're cruising here. Uh, we got Turnbull and Keuchel facing off with Detroit and Chicago White Sox. This game is an eight-and-a-half total. White Sox are a 160 favorite. And then over on DraftKings, they're a 180 favorite, um, and it's an eight total. So um, any interest here in Spencer Turnbull? At 8.3K, no. Like, he's been decent this year. Gets a lot of ground balls going up against a decently high strikeout team in the White Sox, but they're a solid-hitting team. They can work the count really well. So I'm I'm just kind of out on Turnbull. Uh Dallas Keuchel on the other side of this game. I mean, he's 6,800. He's facing Detroit. <laughs> Is there a road for Keuchel to score 20 here? There might actually be. Like, I refuse <laughs> to ever use him. But again, need cheaper pitching. Like... 6.8K is not a bad price tag. He can easily end up with three to four strikeouts here, which is enough where you can cruise through it. I'm going to wait and see on ownership because I could see people immediately going to Keigel. But, like, he's probably not going to give up many runs. There is a 30% K rate in this projected lineup. They're at, like, 32% on the year versus left-handed pitching. They're the worst team in the league versus lefties. I don't know. I'm probably going to wake up early, see what his K prop is, and immediately hammer it. I mean, yeah. Um, gosh, man. He's a ground ball guy, and he's facing a lineup of guys that just hit the ball on the ground outside of, like, Grossman. And I mean, yeah, I think Keuchel – I'm with you. I hate playing Dallas Keuchel. Um, but, yeah, I think he's – I think he's playable – uh, famous last words, Dallas Keuchel's playable. Um, I mean, if you're looking for bats and you're looking for cheap bats, I mean, Detroit has to be one of those like garbage bin stacks today. Oh, I'm not doing it. I I'm, know you don't want to. The only way like, I do it if is Keuchel was coming in at like 40% ownership because of his price tag and cores. Like that's the only way I'm doing right. it. They're not good. They're really, really bad. Versus lefties outside of Grossman, who's been pretty decent so far this year. 
but they have just been awful versus lefties all season long. They've been coming up a little bit more like Scope's been hitting well. So Haas has been hitting the ball well. Yeah. I that's... listen, I think Detroit's interesting, like you said. If we get like 20 plus percent ownership on Keikel on a 15 game slate, you could probably go two of two of Peralta, Scherzer, Wheeler with a Detroit stack and have a really good secondary stack or like three strong one-off plays. That's where that would become interesting. Yeah. Listen, it's it's probably not going to work, but it is something that, you know, again, if you're playing large field tournaments. Um, any interest here in the White Sox? I mean, I don't hate it. Like, I don't ever hate the White Sox, but ground ball hitting team going up against a ground ball pitcher that's been pretty solid this year. They do a lot better versus lefties than righties. I'm, I'm probably fading them, especially at these price tags where everyone's pretty much 5K. Like, Lamb's interesting. Lamb's interesting at 3.5K, but it's just too tough to stack them up outside of that. And all these individual bats don't really grade out as good one-offs. Minnesota at Kansas City. We got Matt Schumacher against Brad Keller facing off in this one. Um I was looking to see. This is one of the games that didn't have a total before we started, and it doesn't look like it's up yet. Um, any interest here in Matt Shoemaker? I mean, you made good points for him, but guy that's just been not great this year with a mediocre to below average K rate going up against Kansas City, who's been a little bit better recently, I'd, I'd be much more likely to stack up the Royals. I would much rather um, play Fleming for what it's worth for the cheaper. And I think I'd rather play Cody Petit before I would play um, Shoemaker. Shoemaker, like you said, not a big strikeout guy. Um, the thing that I like about him and why I was making the point when I was looking at the research before we got started here is he is very good at getting ground balls and limiting damage against righties. And when you think of like the Kansas city lineup, Merrifield, Perez, Soler, Dozier, Taylor, I mean, Santana and Ben Attendi are the only two lefties. So if he can limit the damage on the righties and just doesn't give up bombs to Santana and Ben Attendi, he could pay off the price tag. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, we're just looking for somebody to pay off this cheap price tag where we can stack big teams and, you know, I think, and it could easily not work. I think he gave up five runs to this team last week, so it could easily not work. Um, but again, we're just, we're shooting for something here. Um, any interest in Brad Keller on the other side? Against the twins. I know they struggled a little bit recently, but they had a decent game today. I have, I have no interest in a guy that just throws strikes going up against a team that mashes. Yeah. He just pitched well against this team. Um, you know, last start out, but I mean, this is not a big strikeout guy gives up a lot of hard contact. He does, you know, generate ground balls, which is usually pretty good. But I mean, a lot of these guys are fly ball guys and probably why he struggled in the start against them the other day or why, I mean, why he pitched good. I bet you, I'm not, I'm going to look it up. What do you think his Babbitt was in the game against them the other day? 191. 191. Do you have it up in front of you? No. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you you weren't cheating. 
uh babbit 308 okay i would have been way wrong um i would have been way wrong i would have been with you i would have been really low anyway um bats in this game anything here for minnesota yeah i i love the righties here um donaldson garlic cruz absolutely loves to know like keller has not been great to righties this year he's only striking him out at 15 percent clip not giving up a ton of fly balls but all the righties in this lineup, like Sano's at a 61% versus righties fly ball rate on the season. No Donaldson, Cruz, Garlic can put it all in, in, in the air. Um, lefties are all fine, but I just prefer the righties here. So he's giving up 45% hard contact to both sides of the plate this season. Not striking out guys. Like this is a perfect spot for a lot of these hard high strikeout guys, including Jeffers. So I, I'm I'm all aboard for the Twins. Um, yeah, definitely don't mind the twins, Kansas city side of things. I mean, the thing is, I, I don't mind the lefties here as one offs. Ben to he is 3,900. He's super cheap. Um, you know, he would be the guy that I'd like the most Santana's 4,300. I just, I worry about the righties here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely do too. I mean, Shoemaker really, like I said, is not a great pitcher. If he is going to be chalky, then that just bodes well for me. Um, but like a lot of the righties in the lineup, like Dozier is at a 43% K rate or fly ball rate. Solaire is at a 46% fly ball rate. So this is just a not great spot, but not a terrible spot for them. The ball's going to be put in play. They have a lot of high strikeout bats. Like I'll go Solaire, Dozier, Perez, always can go Mitt, Witt. Always can go Santana. Like, this is a good stack spot, but the individual bats that really stand out are Dozier and Solaire going up against a low strikeout righty. Um, moving on, we got Cincinnati at St. Louis. Luis Castillo um, going up against Kim. This game's currently at an eight and a half total. St. Louis, uh, one thirty-four favorites. Um, any interest here in Luis Castillo? And I want to because I always want to. But no, like, I just don't trust him anymore. I mean, he's had one good start this season, really. Um, I guess two good starts. I forgot about the start against Pittsburgh opening day. Um, he, I just, I think he's broken. I keep saying it. I want to stack against him. If you're, if you're wanting to play Luis Castillo, matchups don't get much better than this. Um, you know, if you want to believe in the stats, you want to believe that he's going to pitch well, Matchups don't get much better than this. He's going to face a lot of righties in this lineup. Luis Castillo throughout his career has been really good against righties. So, I mean, if you, if you trust the long-term numbers, this is a great spot for him. If you look at the 2021 numbers and you're digging into the stats on him and stuff, you're not going to like what you see here because he's not been great at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing is, like his, his out pitch is his changeup, and it just he's it's not doing well this year. So, um, any interest in Kim on the other side of this game? Nah, he's due for some negative regression. Like seven K going up the Reds, who are pretty pretty darn good hitting team. Um, like twenty percent average K rate going up against this team is probably a plus. But yeah, seven K. I don't I I don't really have any interest in him. I will say if they roll out that like left-handed heavy lineup, which they've been rolling out for the last few days, then I think Kim could be playable. 
but I think they're gonna you're gonna see some righties here. Um, let's talk Cincinnati bats. I think the top play on the entire slate, any hitter on the entire slate is Nick Castellanos. If we're considering price, he's 3,900 facing a lefty on the road. I mean, this is just, you're, you're playing this guy. Yep. Yeah. Castellanos is a fantastic play. Don't mind Suarez. Um, even lefty lefty. Um, I don't mind a lot of these guys. Kim has been a little bit splits neutral. Um, it kind of grades out to be slightly less than split neutral. So I honestly don't mind Nyquin at 3.1K. Guy's just been mashing. Stevenson is a catcher at 2.6K who could be batting in the heart of the lineup. Winker has been hitting pretty darn well. Like, I don't have any problem with these guys. I said this yesterday on the podcast, and I'm going right back to the well. Cincinnati is just too cheap. You can play Cincinnati – with top end pitching and get almost a full stack here because of these pricing because of the prices so i mean suarez i know he's having some tough times but throughout his career he's always been better against lefties so cincinnati way too cheap on the slate grant um any interest here in st louis i don't mind it like i'll always stack against castillo now it's just he's been hot trash He's been hot trash all season long. Maybe he gets it back at some point. And I know that St. Louis isn't the like best hitting team, but it's going to be 83 out there in St. Louis. Like Castillo has just been bad overall. So I'll stack him up. O'Neill, uh, Carlson, Arenado, Goldschmidt, if he's back in the lineup tomorrow, Molina, no problem with it at all. Um, yeah, I don't hate it. Like I said, I've said it many, many times now. Um, I feel like there, there's something going on um, with Luis Castillo, and whatever it is, it's um, it's not good for him. Um, moving on here, we have Oakland at Colorado. We got Coors Field, Montas against Gray. This game is currently at a 10.5 total. Oakland's a 139 favorite. Um, any interest here in Montas? No interest in either of the pitchers. Yeah. They're, over, they're both 9K. They're 9K in course. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the pricing on the slate is just silly. Yeah. I mean, the, the bats in this game, at least they are better than like the Texas bats were the other day. Um, all right, let's talk bats. Oakland, Matt Olson, 5,300. Obviously one of the top players on the slates. Uh, what else do you like here for Oakland? I mean, I'll play pretty much anyone. It's cool. Seth Brown, if he's in the lineup, he's 3.4K. That's far too cheap. But Chapman, even though he's been bad so far this season, I won't play Andres. No, don't care. Just not doing that. But Canha, Olson, Lowry, Brown, Murphy, Chapman. I think this might be a little bit under-owned because Gray has been solved this year. Montas has been solved this year. So I'll stack it up and who knows? I might be going to it tomorrow. It's supposed to be 86 degrees tomorrow. I am excited. I will say this, too. If you want to make your Oakland stack different, just play Mitch Moreland. Everybody's going to play Matt Olson. Just play Mitch Moreland. Like, that's how you easily make your Oakland stack different. Uh, is he going to be in the lineup? He might be. Uh, who do you oh, play? no. They're losing the DH. Yeah, he's yeah. probably not going to be in the lineup. Darn it! Well, yeah. that's... You can't do that then. Thanks, Grant. Way to uh, ruin the party. I didn't make the rules. Well, that is true. 
Uh, Colorado side of things, I mean, McMahon, we'll have to kind of see um, if he's going to play or not. They said it's like a very minor um, strain, so we'll have to see if he's back in the lineup. What are your thoughts here on the Rockies? It's Coors, Mike. They haven't been great this year, but I'll play Cron, I'll play McMahon, I'll play Blackman, Daza, Tapia. I'll play, I'll play everyone in Coors, especially if they're going to come in at low ownership, which they might. All right. Here we go. We're keep on going. We got Seattle at LA. Robert Duggar going up against Otani. Um, this game, there's still no line out for this game, which is kind of weird. I, I hate when the night before there's not a line when Otani's pitching because I always feel like when there's not a line, he's going to get scratched and like, I don't know, it's happened a couple times this year. Anyway, well, he's um, not, he, I don't think he can. Well, I mean, LA does have terrible public transit. They do. Um, any interest here in Robert Duggar? Not really. Just I don't see much upside in him at all. Probably not going to go too late in the game. Probably going to be predominantly a bullpen game. So now, yeah, this is a full-on bullpen game, and that's this is another reason we probably don't have a line because they're probably waiting to see who's going to pitch in this game. Um, if Otani does pitch, I mean, it's a great matchup against Seattle. The strikeout upside is phenomenal. Um, I definitely think he's in play here at 7,600. Yep. Yep. I mean, outside of Uvalde, it's him in the mid tier. Like Otani could end up being chalky, but it's against Seattle. The strikeout upside is just, just massive. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be playing a whole bunch of Otani. Um, any interest in the Seattle bats? Nope. I mean, you could play Kyle Seager at 3,700, um, but I don't see it unless you're just not playing with Tani and you expect him to be chalk, why you would actually go there. Um, as far as the Angels go, I mean, Walsh is at that price tag now that I think he's super playable. Rendon's super playable. Justin Upton, 3,400. Like, if this is going to be a full-on bullpen game, I think you could look at some of these Angels bets. Yeah, I don't I ever have a problem with a mini stack with Angels. Like, I don't want... Like, I guess if you want to round it out, if Suzuki's in the lineup there, he's not the worst bat in the world. Like, they're cheap bats, but Walsh, Rendon, and Upton are only three that stand out, especially going up against mediocre, at best, Seattle bullpen. What stinks is this would be a great spot to play, like, Otani um, when he's pitching. So By the way, Davies is at four strikeouts through three innings. What is happening? I mean, his line was set at two and a half. I, I just tried to throw as much money on that as I could. What is happening? I stacked the Giants. <laughs> yeah, a, they rolled out a trash lineup. They did, and I was like, I'm still going to stack. I, I second Evan, you stack. You're pot committed. Oh, I five-man stacked Cincinnati, and the, the Giants worked where you could still get uh, Darvish and uh, I forget who else I played. Oh, Lance Lynn. Um, better, than, better than my Mariners stacks are doing. Yeah. All right, we have Chicago Cubs, San Francisco Giants. Speaking of this game, um, Arietta against Casimir. Any interest here in um, Jake Arietta? No. Yeah, I mean, if they roll out that crap lineup again, um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pass too. Um, Casimir, we were joking before we got started. We we're like, he's still pitching. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I uh, apparently missed the two slates that he or the one game he started but yeah 
That dude's old. He has he's been out of the league for like five years. Yeah, I I mean I I'm not playing Casimir here. Um, he's 4K. But yeah, go I'm go right for it, you. buddy. I hope it works out for he's you. He's not gonna go long. if he if he was stretched out, I might consider it. But no. Um. All right, let's talk bats here. Cubs. Uh, any interest in these bats here? Yeah, I'll stack them up against Casimir. Yeah, he's they're old. expensive. That's the only problem um, about stacking them. But I mean, we've talked about a couple cheap options that you could pair um, and, and play here to make the Cubs stack work. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great ballpark, and I don't think we have a total there. But Casimir might only go three, four innings. Um, and for what it's worth, he does have like a really high FIP, but his ex-FIP is sitting around. 4.2 i know one start um he's gotten unlucky with home run and fly ball variants in those five innings uh but he's 37 i can't imagine he's gonna be great uh and then san francisco i mean same reason i liked them yesterday they're cheap um you're gonna get some good lineup spots from guys like brandon crawford um so i mean dickerson if he's in the lineup he's 3100 they played wade and he hit leadoff um you know, if he hits leadoff again at 2,800, I mean, yeah, I think the Giants are very much in play here. Yeah, I don't love him. I don't hate him. I want to see what lineup ends up coming out. If Longoria's in there, it's definitely an uptick to them. Um, but they're cheap. They you make things work. Arietta's not good. We finish it out 15 games later with Blake Snell and Luke KC Mets at the Padres. No total in this game. Um, any interest here in Luke C? I mean, he's 6.5K. He is going up against the Padres, um, but he hasn't been horrible so far this season. Like, he's, his underlying numbers are a lot worse than his f- full numbers, but the big concern is his pitch count. I mean, he pitched 70 in his last one. He's been sitting right around 50, 60 pretty much every single start. Um but I mean, there's worse things to do on the slate. I, I I would rather go with Otani or down to Keller or down to Aiken. But like his numbers haven't been as bad as they've shown. I mean, if it was anybody against besides the Padres, maybe um, Blake Snell on the other side of this game. I mean, twenty five or five. Like that, that's what it seems like for Blake Snell this season. He's Pitched either really, really good or really, really bad. And, I mean, it's not like the Mets lineup really scares you. Pete Alonzo's back. But, I mean, the rest of the lineup is, outside of Lindor, is kind of trash. Yeah, sorry about that dog. It snuck down in the middle of the (laughs) podcast. I put up a gate, and I just looked behind me, and all of a sudden there's dog there um but yeah i mean snell's got a 32 percent k rate on the season the problem is he's 9.2 k um i think i'd just rather pay up for peralta for wheeler pay down to Ivaldi. but i mean it's it's not the worst idea in the world there's definitely some upside so if he's going to come in at real low ownership i'll definitely take a shot on him against this mets team yeah it's all going to be ownership if he's going to be chalky um i'm not going to stack against him by any means but i probably won't play him um, any interest here in the Mets? Not really like full stack or fade, but I'm more likely to just entirely fade them. Yeah. Snell can have a rough outing. Um, but it's not an overall positive spot on a giant slate. 
Um, yeah. Let's um talk Padres. I mean, Tatis Machado. Obviously, they have high ceilings. Fam's kind of banged up. I don't even know what we're going to be looking at lineup-wise here for the Padres. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I have no idea. Like, if they roll out a solid <laughs> lineup, then I'll have some interest, but I, I have no idea what the lineup is going to be. Like I said, Lucchese's been actually pretty decent. I know that his, like, service-level numbers are not great this season but he's still got a 4.2 XFIP. He's got 27% K rate, not giving up a ton of fly balls, not giving up a ton of hard contact, but it's the Padres. So they're always in play if they actually roll out a decent lineup. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Uh, who do you got today? The answer should be Otani, but I'm going to go balls and go Aiken. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Fleming. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? That has to be outside of Coors, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't take those guys. Well, you don't normally have that for this question. I know. Um, I'm going to go with Ian Anderson. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Zach Greinke. I think Toronto is a super interesting stack here. Um, over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got? I'm going to go with – this is a tough one. Um, over four. I'm going to go with Mancini. I like it. I'm going to go Vlad um, Cabrero Jr. Um. Under 4K to get two hits, not in course. I know what your answer is, so I'll let you have him. Um, I wanted to take him for the home run, but he's under 4K. So I was about to, and then I saw 3.9. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, I'll go DJ Stewart. We all know who I like here. Um, Nick Castellanos is he's, he's a th- he's $1,500 too cheap uh, for this matchup. Yeah. The guy is crushing the ball this year. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Baltimore. I like it. I'm going to go Toronto again. Really like Toronto in the spot. Um, over, under, any bets? Anything stand out to you here night before? Um, not really. I, I got, I, I mean, probably the A's minus 134. Like that Rockies lineup may not end up being great if McMahon's not in there. I will say we, um, I'm going to look really quick. A couple of the books have JT Brubaker pitching for Pittsburgh. Um, I want to know what his price is. Oh, gosh. 81... After I just went on a huge rant about Mitch Keller. I don't know if he's actually eligible to pitch yet or not. Yeah, I'm checking out. I don't, know what, the ba- uh, I don't know what the baseball protocols are. I know he, he got like he, he came just back. got reinstated today. Yeah, he came back and got reinstated, um, but I don't know how long it takes them to get off the COVID-19 list. So I don't know if he'd actually pitch today or not. But if he does, I would – if, if, if it's Brubaker versus Cody Petit, give me the under 7.5 in that Miami-Pittsburgh game. They mo- said most likely to return to the rotation Pirates' upcoming series versus the Dodgers. Against the Dodgers? Okay. So next Tuesday. All right. 
Um, super draft play of the day. Who do you got over there on super draft today? I'm not going to lie. I'm just pulling it up now. Um, good I, I job. Got, yeah. I fudged you. Do you have anyone that you particularly want to play as I'm stalling for time? <laughs> Urias is two X. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Urias, um, Jed Lowry at 1.4 in course, um, seems juicy. Um, I guess like my super draft play of the day, if he's in the lineup, would probably be like Seth Brown, 1.75 in course. Yeah, I'm going to say pretty much the entire Baltimore stack. Montcastle, Mullins, Wilkerson, and Stewart all are all between 1.5 and 1.65K. Yeah, um, I mean, just kind of looking at everything else, Bo Bichette is 1.45. I do like Toronto. I think they're super interesting. So, yeah, uh, make sure you guys check out that free roll. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm just going to go back to watching Seattle destroy my night. All right. Well, um, you were having a good night before we got on the podcast. And, I mean, um, I'm, I'm still going to make money. Like, when I say destroy my night, I mean, I have a lot of Seattle stacks that could end up making this a very, very good night. A lot of Seattle KC stacks. I hope it works out for you, buddy. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. If you're playing NASCAR, make sure you head on over to Rotor Grinders. Check out the NASCAR package. Um, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. We've been absolutely crushing um, NASCAR content here this season. So hopefully we can keep it rolling at Sonoma this weekend. Some road course racing. So hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday for, I think, like a four-game slate. If there's anything that you guys want to co- want me to cover for strategy or anything like that on Monday, um, I'll have plenty of time. So tweet me and um, have a great weekend. See you guys on Monday. See you, kids.